Welcome to the Star Wars Forum UK podcast. I'm Stuart Skinner, your host for this evening, and this is the Christmas Special Edition. On tonight's show, we have got a cracking little pantomime written by Richard Hutchinson and performed by various members of the uh, SWF UK Forum. We've also got the winners from recent awards thread, as well as some classic outtakes and a cracking roundtable. Joining me, as usual, is our northerner, Richard Hutchinson. Good evening, Rich. Evening, guys. Our little Welsh wizard, Grant Criddle. Good evening, Grant. Merry Christmas, everyone. We've also got the annoying member of the team. It's Benji Coomba. Good evening, Ben. Hmm. Good evening, Ben. Bah humbug. We've got our uh, our Han Carbonite. It's Peter Davis. Good evening, Pete. May the fish cakes be with you. And we are absolutely buzzing to welcome two of the forum favourites. We have got Jez with us. Good evening, Jez. All right, my lovers. And we've got Chris Mann with us. Good evening, Chris. Evening, everybody. Hi, this is Rich from the Star Wars Forum UK podcast team with a Christmas cracker joke. What do you call an X-Wing pilot who doesn't believe in Santa? I don't know, Richard. What do you call an X-Wing pilot who doesn't believe in Santa? A rebel without the claws. <laughs> Right, boys, 2014 saw us start the podcast up. So, Grant, I just wanted your thoughts on how the podcast has gone over the last year. Well, I didn't expect it to be a second job. Uh, it certainly takes a long time to make these things, and uh, it takes a lot of effort as well, so I wasn't expecting that. But, uh, yeah, it seems to be picking up, and I'm quite happy where it's going. Pete? I never thought we'd be doing 85 hours per episode. That's a bit of a shocker. Um, I didn't think we'd have enough stuff to talk about, but uh, clearly we have far too much to talk about. Totally smashed the uh, time record this month, haven't we? One minute under five hours for December's edition. <laughs> Absolutely cracking. Uh, Rich, thoughts on the podcast, pal? Even to my high standards, I think the, the podcast is getting there. Uh, but I never expected the the viewing, uh, sorry, the listening figures that we're getting. It's absolutely uh, taking my breath away. I really enjoyed everything that we've recorded, and you know the feedback we're getting is fantastic. So another big thank you to everybody out there who's listening to our show. And Ben, how do you think it's going, mate, when you're here? I had uh, initial fears of there being just six people that would be listening to this thing once a month. Um, 
the sixth being Michael Sith, because he's far too nice not to listen to it, even if it was uh, no good. But it, it blows my mind that uh, people actually listen to and enjoy this stuff. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's going really well, I think. So I am going to assume here that Chris and Jez both actually listen to the podcast. So, Chris, favourite parts of our podcast? None of it. No, I'm joking. No, I really enjoy the interviews because it's great, you know, rather than just seeing what people are writing on, on the forum, it's great hearing to them, listening to their experiences and they're collecting things. Um, the banter you guys have is, is just, that's what makes me laugh the most. I, I think that's what makes the forum, uh, the, the podcast, to be honest with you. Some other podcasts seem a bit serious, but this one seems very laid back and uh, a friendly listen. It's interesting to say that. If you had to uh, pinpoint one member of our podcast, who do you think most needs to lighten up? Why do you put me in that situation? Um, no, uh, don't take it nastily, but Richard. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest with you, Chris. If I did, if I just did a quick round robin of our of our um, crew, Grant, Rich, Pete. I, I think Ben's just far too serious. I think he's, I think it's Ben. Ben, Richard, Rich, probably me. But if we're talking about uh, lightning, or <laughs> I have to we love you, Rich. That. I know that. We'll have to see, though, that one of us has to keep it all together. If it wasn't for me, you'd it all fall apart. That is actually true. I'll tell you what, it'd certainly be only two hours, though, if we didn't have Rich. <laughs> Never, ever ask him just a general question. We had this uh, episode once where um, Grant asked Rich about an event he went to in Sheffield, and he listed every weapon, every figure on every table. It was a fascinating listen. Um, Jez, how about you? Part, favourite parts of the podcast? It's timeless. I love it. Well, before I say that, I just want to say, me and Chris were chatting on the phone earlier on about coming on tonight. And we're both really thrilled that you've invited us. So thanks very much, guys. It's, um, it really means a lot to us because, because we love it so much. I mean, today, on my way back, I was listening to episode three again because of the, the subjects which you cover, because you always cover a subject in depth. And I want to know a little bit more about um, three packs, about the triple packs. I went back today to, um, to your episode three and listened to that. As Chris said, the banter cracks me up. Some of the stuff you guys come out with, you definitely need to do some equality and diversity training when it comes down to ripping it out of Ben, which I love, um, which is really, really good. Um, it's just a good crack. And uh, I think now moving to a job where I'm having to commute a lot, it means that I'm less on my keyboards and more in the car, but I've still got the forum with me, which is, which is really, really cool. And if I had to push you for something that you could add to the podcast or maybe improve a section, how would, what would you uh, suggest? A telephone in. Where you get, um, you know, like in the 80s, around about the time when the films were out, you had um, sort of the swap shop, no lemon swap shop and, and this sort of stuff. You could probably do that, which will be in, in the spirit of the, of the era where, you know, you could have people coming up and maybe doing some sort of little request or, or possibly, you know, limit it so people don't take the mic too much. But some sort of swap shop you could try. Love that. Love that. Um, who will be posh paws there? Who? <laughs> posh paws. A multicoloured swap shop. Ah, <laughs> oh, jazz man. I'm too old. <laughs> You're so old. Right. Well, hopefully this roundtable should be a quite a good, uh, quite a good laugh tonight. As for now, though, we're going to go to the first part of the panto. Richard Hutchinson on the podcast stream has spent many months. In fact, I think he might have written this many years ago, and has been waiting for somewhere he could produce his Christmas pantomime to do his Star Wars. So this is the first half of it, and the concluding part will be later in the podcast. Star Wars, Episode 1, but next year could be Episode 4, 6, or even minus 3, depending on new ideas, which are not new, but have always planned to be like that. It is a period of civil war, 
rebel spaceship striking from a hidden base. Which isn't hidden. Or really a base. And won their first victory against the evil Afa Empire. During the battle, rebel spies, led by Han Solo and his sidekick Chewie, with one E, managed to steal a shipment of vintage Star Wars carded figures heading towards the Afa headquarters, hereby referred to as Mom's Basement. In pursuit is Afa's sinister agent, Darth Vader, and his henchmen, Admiral Eric and Captain Toy Tony. They are keen to recover the haul of carded figures, which includes the infamous Alatoy Vinyl Cape Jawa, a holy grail item which nobody believes to be genuine until a cheap sticker is slapped on it. Join us as we race across the stars in Star Wars Forum UK's thrilling version of The Star Wars Christmas Pantomime. the rebel ship yet? No, I have not, Captain Toy Tony. Lord Vader will be most displeased. Where is Lord Vader? He should be arriving any moment. He's been auditioning for X Factor. Auditioning for X Factor? Yeah, he thinks he's more popular since Disney bought Star Wars. Thinks he has the mass market appeal now. What was he singing? When you wish upon a death star. Captain, Admiral, I am not in a good mood. I hope you can raise my spirit. Can't you just use the force? Those five litre bottles of vodka are awfully heavy. Idiot! How long have you all been in my service? Since we were babies, your high nastiness. That must be why I'm so utterly sick of the sight of you then. Get back to work. Yes, yes sir. sir. Admiral Eric, why have you just placed a blanket over your head? It's my plan to infiltrate the rebels, sir. I'm going undercover. That plan wouldn't even fool a Star Wars Form UK mod. I want results, not feeble ideas. Fortunately, my plan is already in motion. Soon the mint of cards stolen by the rebels will be back in our hands and safely cased in acrylic to be sold at a 400% profit. Well, why aren't you cheering? Hooray! Well done, Lord Vader. I just hope this isn't like your last seven schemes which cost us the Death Star, two Imperial Star Destroyers, legions of stormtroopers. I find your lack of faith disturbing. That's what my RE teacher said. Sorry, Lord Vader. Here, I've made you some toast. It's a bit on the dark side, isn't it? I thought that's how you liked it. You may dispense with the pleasantries, Captain. It is time for you to hear my plan. Unbeknown to the rebels, I've sent two droids to Tatooine. They've been instructed to seat out an old adversary of mine. Tatooine? Where's that? If there's a bright centre of the universe, then Tatooine is the farthest planet it is from. Oh, it's a dark planet, then. Not really. It has two suns. How can a planet exist with a binary sun? Never mind that. It looks effective. And anyway, I mean that Tatooine is far from any action. So nothing goes on there? Not really. Other than the birth of the Chosen One, also known as me. One of the homes for the major crime lords, Jabba the Hutt. One of the busiest space ports, called Moss Eisley, which is home to some of the most wretched hive of scum and villainy the universe has to offer, and the planet that my former master decided to hide on for the past 20 years, thinking that I wouldn't have looked in the most obvious place. Behind the clock on the mantelpiece? What are you talking about? That's where I first look for things I've lost. Behind the clock on the mantelpiece. I am surrounded by idiots and imbeciles. This is not Facebook. Now back to my plan. As I said, I have dispensed two droids to Tatooine. Which droids? Not that it matters, but an old beaten up R2 unit. 
and a nice shiny gold one that I built when I was seven. Here he goes again. When I was seven, I built a droid from scratch. And then won a big bad pod race. Before blowing up a Trade Federation control ship. Before most kids have even learned to tie their own shoelaces. You both finished? Yes. Yeah. Good. <laughs> that feels so good. The droids have been instructed to find Obi-Wan Kenobi, who currently thinks that by changing his first name to Ben, has thrown me off the scent to deliver a message. A message? Did you use the Empress seal? You know what he's like if you don't follow official channels. No, I stopped using that years ago. Oh, why? Mainly because the seal was so slow and the letters ended up smelling of fish. Makes sense. What did the message say? I have revealed the location of Mom's basement. Mom's basement? Why? It's a trap. Old Ben Kenobi will now make contact with the rebels and launch an assault. They'll attempt to destroy Affa and all the facilities we have. Great plan, Lord Vader. We're behind you at 100%. I'm glad that meets with your approval. Once we've captured the rebels, we'll torture them to reveal the location of their base, and then recover all of the stolen mint on cars. My children really are very naughty. Park averters and star puffs all over the floor. Good job I've not tripped over and had a mischief. Oh, hello. Where did you lot come from? Talking of mischief, it's been years since I've had this many people in my front room. Ah, those were the days. Oh, my name's Walkie, in case you didn't know. Shmee Walkie Skywalker at your service. And I always promise a thorough service. Hello, everybody. Hello. I wish I knew you were coming. Look at the state of this place. I live here along with my two children are out now collecting moisture from our evaporators. I haven't the heart to tell them they just need to turn on the tap. Anyway, my family and I are poor. Aww. We're poorer than that. Aww. I have taxes to pay, mouths to feed, the Asbo fights for making animal noises late at night. At least this year I won't have to worry about a wicked queen, which usually happens in pantomimes. I do have worries though. Do you want to hear them? No! What do you mean, no? Well, first of all, I had a problem with the hairdresser. I walked in and asked him to take four inches off one side, forget about the other, make the fringe wonky and leave long tufts at the back. He looked surprised and said he couldn't do that. I told him that he managed it last time. And then I heard a tap at the door. I changed his leaky washer and sent it away. Oh, you've got to laugh. I said you've got to laugh. Or you won't be going home. Now, tell me, have you seen anyone suspicious in this bedroom? No. no! Oh, that's a pity. About time! Where have you been? We've been to the pictures to see the Plastic Galaxy screening. The Plastic Galaxy? What have I told you before about wasting money on merchandise that only appeals to geeks and loners? It's lovely, Mother. Never mind that, it's late and you should be in bed. Oh, Mother. Young children should be in bed early. 
We agree, but I'm 15 and Leia's 17. Oh, how time flies. It seems like only yesterday that... All right, Mother, don't get your knickers in a twist. That they go all night to unravel them again. Hold on a second. Aren't you two twins? This is only version 3 of the script. The twins part was due to come in during version 8, the second special edition. Yeah, but we have to get this recorded before Christmas and we're running out of time. Special edition this, different version that. No wonder I can't keep up. Now, children, off to bed. You have a long day tomorrow. I need you to walk to town to find some new droids. I need some help around here. All this hard work isn't agreeing with me. The only hard work you've ever done is putting your makeup on in the morning. What on earth? Mother, what is going on? I could have sworn I said a strange face trying to get in my window. Oh, Mother, you're far too old for that. No, you're never too old. No, what I mean is, I thought I saw a stranger at the window. You must have imagined it in your head. Hey, you! Get in here now! What's your game? I like football. Me too. Silly boys. I mean, what are you up to? Ooh, about five foot two, but I will grow some more. I hope anyway, so that the lads can stop it with the height jokes. No, what I mean is, what are you doing peering in through my window, you naughty little man? I see, mother, he's dressed like a jabroni. What do you mean? There's nothing wrong with my clothes. Who on earth are you? I'm Ben, or is it Obi-Wan? I can never remember. I've come to collect Luke and head off on a dangerous mission. Oh, I see. Goodbye, Luke. What? Just like that? I've been preparing this for days, for ages. If I thought it was this easy, I would have come years ago. Dangerous mission? What do you want me to do? Tell Boba Fett 34 he's welcome on Star Wars Forum UK. Star Wars Forum UK. A wretched hive of scum and villainy. Will you knock it off with a scum and villainy line? It's so old and boring. Yeah, a bit like you, old man. I remember when I was a respected Jedi Knight. Master Yoda would have never allowed young whippersnappers like you lot to insult me like this. Master Yoda? The Jedi who trained me. You were trained by Master Yoda? Well, not exactly. My master was killed in a Sith duel. But you just said that Master Yoda was your trainer. Look, I haven't got time for this. Stop it with your trifle. I don't want to make you a trifle. I don't want to trifle. Then why talk about trifle? Look, shut up about trifle. I just want to collect Luke and go off on a dangerous mission. I haven't got time to listen to you prattling on for hours. I can listen to the latest acquisition sections of the podcast for that. Hey, why can't I go on this mission? Because you are a... I dare you to say because I'm a female. Go on. Uh, I don't think I want to. All right, sis, I don't think any harm was meant. Now, what's this dangerous mission? Thank goodness for that. I've been losers of being here until the interval. Have you heard of the evil Darth Vader? Darth Vader is the henchman of an evil empire we refer to as AFA. As we speak, he is hunting down the remnants of vintage Star Wars action figures and is looking to either encase them in a plastic tomb or even worse, you grade them. I grade them? No, you grade them. That's what I just said. I grade them. Look. You stupid woman. I need Luke for a dangerous... Um, I need Luke and Leah for a dangerous mission which involves stopping Darth Vader from encasing vintage Star Wars action figures in plastic tombs or even worse, 
you grading them. What can be simpler than that? I thought the Jedi never lost their patience. Believe me, the Jedi have never met anything like you before. Tidy, this is so wizard. Come on, sis, let's go grab our things. Stop calling me sis. Do you realise how irritating that is? I'm a fangirl, not just a sis. Don't you realise I shop at her universe, like Boba Fett and anything pink? Children, I've made a decision. We're off to help Ben on this dangerous mission. Darth Vader, here we come! Oh, no. Hello? Where are we going? To the Star Wars Forum UK Lounge. You'll never find a more wretched hive of scum and villainy. Uh, I think I might just wait outside. No, you won't. Here it is. In you go. Hey, we don't serve that kind in here. I promise no more trouble. Have you been here before? Uh, once or twice, I think. Well, those two are too young to be in here. I need to see their identification. These are my children, Luke and Leia. And I assure you, they are old enough. I, on the other hand, made each percent mine. I don't think so, ma'am. We're not undertakers. I can vouch for these two. You don't need to see their identification. Yes, I do. This is a pub. You don't need to see their identification. Are you not listening to me, old man? This is a pub. Ed is my Uncle Jack. My Uncle Jack, how's your back? And my Uncle Ed. Hi, Uncle Ed. How's your head? And my Uncle Joe. Hey, Uncle Joe. How's your big tour? Uncles? Um, it could be a lonely life bringing up kids on your own. And Uncle Rick. Hi, Uncle Rick. How's your... <laughs> Enough! Come sit down here away from those rugged, dishy, manly-looking... Not again, Mum. Control yourself, woman. You'll draw attention to us. Surely my extraordinary good looks have done that already. Ah, here's the man I've arranged to meet. Hello, Solo. Ben, I've got your message. What do you want? It better be important. I've still got that rescued shipment of mocks on the Falcon, and I can't take gambles with that cargo. I think it would be better if I showed you. Ooh, can I show him too? Female Wookiee, pleased to meet you. A female what? I'll have you know I've been described as Cleopatra holding an asp. More like a bulldog, chewing a wasp. And my teeth are like stars. They come out at night. And I look like a million dollars. Green, crinkly. And not worth what it used to be. And when men see me, they turn to jelly. I can see why you remind people of jelly. You have wobbly bits where people don't even have bits. And I have an hourglass figure. Yup, most of the sand has fell to the bottom. I swept my husband off his feet. When you jumped in the pool and hit him with a tidal wave. How did you know? Enough of this foolish chatter. Luke, fetch the two droids from the droid storage room. The storage room? The one that's conveniently located next to the table there if I fill in the gap in the script. That's the one. Well, I never. Being locked in a room with so many moronic robotic idiots, thought I was travelling in London. Good evening, sirs and madams. I am C-3PO, Human-Cyborg Relations. Human-Cyborg Relations? I'm sure I could use a good friend like you. Mother. 3PO, tell R2 to play the last message. Oh, why don't you tell him yourself? He's standing right there. R2, play the last message. Oh, Ben, you're so magnificent. Look at those biceps. Rippling abs. Yes, you've still got it, big boy. But, uh, not that message. Um, I told you to delete it. R2 says sorry. Must have been a corruption in his file index system. Uh, this is the message he meant to play. Dear enemies of Alpha. Uh, oops. I mean, dear rebel friends. I am most certainly not Darth Vader. My name is, my name is, 
My name is Slim Shady. I have recently escaped from the Afale known as Mom's Basement, and I am going to reveal the coordinates to this base in a moment. The stories you have heard about Afa are greatly exaggerated. It is really a lovely place where kind individuals help out the community by identifying and recording vintage Star Wars action figures, and they never make a mistake. However, if you want to pay us a visit or something, then travel on until morning for quite a bit, and then turn left, Vader out. Oops, Slim Shady out. Uh, many Bothans died to bring you this information. That's a shame. I like the Bothans. Ian Botham, a real strapping fellow if ever I saw one. The way he polishes balls before running down the cricket pitch. Mother! So what do you think? I'm not sure. It looks genuine, but the Empire have been getting more clever these past few months. Let's go. Let's go to Mum's basement and visit the AFA base. I'd love to see those figures all lined up in acrylic cases, looking nice and shiny, and those big new stickers. Luke, you must resist the dark side of the Force. The dark side? Of the Force? That's what I said. Is there an echo in here? I've never used of the Force. What is it? And what is the dark side? The Force is an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us, penetrates us, binds the galaxy together, and has nothing to do with Metachlorians. I'm being penetrated! That explains a lot! And what is the dark side? The bit that's not light. And what does it do? It gives a Jedi its powers. Wow! Could I be a Jedi? That all depends, Luke. Join me on this quest. I will help you become a Jedi. Amen! And you must come too. We need someone to wash the dishes. Oh! Right, quality has left us on a hanger there, hasn't it, with that uh, really, really good line at the end there where Ben has just been punched. Fascinating stuff there, Rich. Right, back to a roundtable chat here then, boys. Any stories from Christmas pasts, people? Let's start with Pete. Any Star Wars-related stories from your Christmases of your childhood, Pete? Christmases of my childhood? I think uh, the thing that always, always stands out is when, because we were very poor... Now, poor house. Um, I didn't get expensive presents, and it was the uh, the lack of anticipation of getting my Millennium Falcon, which we basically bought in the summer, and um, because it was second hand from a second hand shop as such, which is quite remarkable even then, um, I had to wait all that time to get my Millennium Falcon, knowing it was in my mom's cupboard and wrapped. And uh, it was just getting to that day of finally knowing. I mean, months. It, I mean, it was from the summer till Christmas what, five months? But it felt like decades. And uh, finally got that Millennium Falcon, unwrapping it. And then I don't think I left it alone until about probably the new year when I had to go back to school again. It was just the best thing I ever remember, ever. Wonderful, Wim. How about you, Jez? <sighs> From my point of view, looking forward to getting something. I always wanted the Falcon, didn't get the Falcon. Always wanted the X-Wing, didn't get the X-Wing. Wanted the Attack, didn't get the Attack. Uh, my parents were very practical. Um, so I got the Rebel Transporter, and uh, by God, I loved that. Still one of your favourite toys now? Uh, no, not really. I hated it. No, I just wanted the Falcon. I uh, didn't get the Falcon. I wanted the X-Wing. I didn't get the X-Wing, and I wanted the Attack. I don't know, I don't think you were listening to me, Stu. Um, I didn't want the Transport, but it was, um, yeah. There you go, son. Happy Christmas. 
but you have a transporter, don't you? I've seen in your collection. Yeah, yeah, I have. Because when I started collecting, I wanted to collect what I had as a kid. So it was like, right, yeah, I'll just get that bit of crap and the happy memories will come flooding back. Ben, any Christmas memories? Yeah, one story I can remember from a previous Christmas was that I'd been bought, I think I'd been bought a Millennium Falcon, unbeknownst to me. And I decided that I really, really wanted an ATAT. Mum and Dad had already bought me the Millennium Falcon. And all of a sudden, I, I desperately wanted this ATAT. And it was sold out that year at Christmas. Nowhere to be seen at all. And apparently, this is a story that I've been told, obviously, since the event. Um, my dad, actually, they were phoning around toy shops in the area every morning to try and find out whether these things had come up. And he rung up a Toys R Us in Croydon one, one evening. And they said, basically, we're expecting a delivery the following morning. And he took a day off work uh, so that he could go up first thing in the morning buy one of these attacks so that I could have it on Christmas Day. So, yeah, it's a nice memory that sits in from Christmas's past. Chris? I'm going to be really boring. Um, I don't have any memories uh, because I was born in 84. I kind of missed getting Star Wars for Christmas and bits like that. So I haven't really got any memories of getting toys for, you know, Star Wars toys at Christmas when I was a kid. So, Do you remember getting a Teletubby mid-90s? How did you guess that? I've seen you hugging your poe on the Facebook. Are you talking about my wife there? <laughs> you said that, nothing to do with me. <laughs> uh, Rich? Yeah, I've got a similar story to Ben where um, my mum was ringing around lots of shops trying to get a Falcon, um, so I'm not going to use that one. The earliest memory I can remember is I was probably playing hide-and-seek with my sister um, where I probably hid her in an Iron Maiden or something like that. Um, and I remember crawling into my mother's wardrobe and I found a, a Darth Vader TIE fighter. And I remember picking it out of the wardrobe and my mum telling me that it wasn't for me, and I was absolutely devastated. Uh, it, it was as if somebody had, you know, given us the key to the kind of factory and then took it away. But I was pleased to see that when I opened it up on Christmas Day, it was there. Uh, I just hoped that it wasn't because I played on the heartstrings and made her feel so guilty, and it probably was for somebody else. What were you doing in the bottom of her wardrobe? He was looking for clothes. Well, licking, her, sh- licking her shoes. I used to dress up in my mum's clothes when I was little, and it wasn't funny mm-hmm. because uh, I, I was in uh, therapy for years. So cut it out, guys. Grant, what kind of a Christmas did you have up in the Welsh Hills? I remember really wanting a Rancor. That was my main present for Christmas 1984. And my mum bought it and I saw, saw it in the back of the boot and she said it was a loaf of bread because it was a Trilogo one. But I think the one that really sticks with me uh, was I used to go and see a guy who had a shop in a small town up the road and he always had vintage stuff and he was looking after me. He inspired me to really start collecting. And I started collecting new stuff in... August 1994, and I tried to keep, uh, complete my run through uh, 1995, and uh, I was missing the pop-up saber, just like you, Rich. And he phoned me up to say that he had the pop-up saber. At the same time, a new shop had opened up in Cardiff called Starlog, and they'd actually sold uh, box vehicles, which is something that you'd never see, and also carded figures, and they had a Star Wars carded Walrus Man, which was one of the biggest deals I've, I've ever seen. So I told my mum about it, and didn't... Be- uh, didn't really think about it after that the guy came down to my house just before christmas to do, deliver me the pop-up saber and then on christmas day i woke up and my parents handed me a box but i remember my mum gingerly carrying this box towards me and said open this first and i opened it up and uh there was the carded warsman inside that he'd actually gone all the way to cardiff to pick up for me and uh there it was and i remember bursting into tears oh bless you you've still got your childhood uh, toys haven't you yeah, yeah, I have. I, you know, I don't want to put like a Gremlins Christmas on it, but that was one of the uh, 
the last, if not the one but last Christmas I had with my dad. So it was really special having that gift. I, you know, amazing time. Anyway, what about you, Stu? To be honest with you, where Star Wars is concerned, I've only really got one memory. My, my brother was older than me, and he had all the Star Wars toys when I was younger. And it must have been Christmas 82 or 83 that he'd got a lot of the Hoff figures. And I can remember he had his X-Wing on the sofa, and he already had Luke X-Wing in it. And I picked up his brand new Han Hoff, must have been about an hour old, and I tried to ram him on top of um, the Luke X-Wing, and his leg snapped off. And I panicked, and I put it into a vase, thinking that no one would find it for a couple of months. But I put it in a glass vase, and it was found within an hour. But um, I can't remember getting told off or anything for it. And I do still have that Han Hoff with one leg. Right, before we move on, like I said, I'm going to drop in a few different things on this podcast. And I came across a conversation on in our archives that was never released. It was just between me, Grant and Richard one night. And uh, we were talking Uh-oh. Star Wars. And it has got to be one of the funniest things I have ever heard. Yeah, thanks to Rich. Rich was, I don't know what was happening that night, but Rich was... Off, off the scale. So let's take a little listen to this. Bells. 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 What was all that? All that was the verse. A verse always comes before the chorus. Bells, bells, bells. The thing they do is ring. Bells, bells, bells. What happy thoughts they bring. Bells of every kind and sort. Bells to play and bells to sport. Timing what the hour is now Or they'll lead you to a cow I was afraid you'd ask what is a cow Oh, sorry, I'm late, lads, sir. Had a day of it Evening, Stu. You alright, mate? Yeah, not bad, pal. Evening, Rich Hello! How do you do? <laughs> Very posh, Rich. Where are you originally from? I'm originally from Newcastle Lake I'm uh, just reading one of those threads on the forum from Lars. Have you guys seen it? It's the one about the traditional Christmas dinner pics. Oh, yeah. Is that the one with the uh, Danish Christmas dinner? Yeah. Yeah, just, <laughs> lovely, isn't it? Do the Welsh do anything different with their Christmas dinners? Um, not really, mate. Not even leeks. Rich, what do you do for Christmas dinner? You don't really eat anything. A cup of beans. <laughs> a cup of beans? Sounds rancid. But you never had a cup of beans, man. Did you know they're opening a Starbucks on Beachy Head? It's <laughs> a bit random, mate. Oh, nice, you know, uh... Have a cup of coffee, admire the view, put a bit of spring in your step. Don't think you need a spring in your step, mate. It's on top of a cliff. It's a suicide hotspot. Starbucks? How do you kill yourself in Starbucks? A shotgun in your mouth. <laughs> nice. Do you boys believe in an afterlife? I believe uh, in reincarnation. Like, I'd, I'd like to come back as an animal, like a, a dolphin. A dolphin? Really? I could jump through a hoop and catch a fish in my mouth. Steve, what are you watching, mate? Uh, Empire Strikes Back, pal. Can you hear it? Yeah, I thought so. Can only just hear it? Yeah, Han and Leia are currently cuddling. I've done a bit better than a cuddle last night. I had full sex with a woman. <laughs> well done, Rich. She was all over his man. I mean, she's a bit older than me, like, she's 60. 60? You might as well have slept with Brian May, mate. She looked a bit like him. <laughs> Where did you meet her? Woodside Threshers. She was loading all this booze into her car, and she says, oh, I've had a bit to drink, like, would you drive us home to Cardiff? You went all the way from Newcastle to Cardiff to get your leg over? You should have come and said hi, mate. I come back this morning on a National Express coach. It was sort of like a SAS operation, you know. Uh, your mission, Gantel Cardiff, have full sex with a woman, come back on the coach. I always thought you were gay. You used to work on that gay sex helpline. Yeah, Rich, what was that for then? Men who want someone to talk to, you know, just they're just lonely. Easier being gay these days can even adopt now. I'd, I'd adopt a greyhound, because the, the last one I had was right clever, you know. Didn't think you liked your last dog after I let that Lando skiff figure. No, fine, it's nice. Have a bit of company, you know, keep the demons at bay. 
I can do a wicked impression of a greyhound running, but I can't show you because we're on Skype. Oh, I can do a wheel. Ooh. Dying out the whale. Sad. Ah, that's global warming. <laughs> Not totally sure if that's correct. Well, hey, truck fest. Hey, look, it's coming to lip switch. Oh, David Soul's going to be there. What's he going on about? I have no idea. Uh, just watching the trailer again. Those stormtroopers look amazing. Rich, what would you do if those stormtroopers attacked you? Kill, kill, stab, twist, kill! <laughs> right. And then? And then just move and fire and move and fire and move and fire and move and fire. I think I'd go grab an X-Wing. Me? I'd, I'd, I'd have a, an Apache attack helicopter. I'd get them back to school. At first I'd take out the labs. And then I'd type into the attack computer, Mr. Crag, chemistry teacher. Blown to bits. And then I'd go and look for Tom Donaldson. I'd be hovering, just doing the road from his house, eh? And he'd see us, but I'd duck down behind the trees. And he thinks he's safe, right? And he's just about to put the key in his front door. And I come up from behind the hedge. Hello, you bastard. He panics, right? And he guns in the house. So I get the 30 millimeter cannon and I take out the fish pond. Koi carp in there. And then I just tilt the helicopter over to one side. And the machine gun bullets is chewing up the drive, right? He comes out. Oh, no, not me triumph, stag. I cut it right in half, right? And then he goes, ah! He runs up onto the garage roof. I say, right, this is for you, Tom. He goes, no, no. He's begging us, he's begging us, man. No, please don't. And then I'd fly off to Cornwall and I'd just smash into the sea in a big ball of flames. I'm scared. Who's Tom Donaldson? Oh, he's just a mate. I'm a bit scared, too. Think I might go. Right. Is he just disconnected? Yeah, he's gone. How scary was that? <laughs> he always said he was tinkering on the edge. Remind me never to get on the wrong side of him. Hi, this is Ben Coomba, aka Mr. Shifter. I got myself one of the Lego Star Wars advent calendars this year. It was absolute rubbish. I can't help but feel its days are numbered. I'm sure you'll all agree that that, uh, that conversation had to be released on a podcast because um, some things have just got to go out there. Right, moving on, lads. What I want to chat about now is how you will plan to incorporate Star Wars in your current Christmas. We've just done Christmas past, Christmas present now, okay? So, Rich? Yeah, well, for me, it was the um, the Secret Santa. That's, that's the big part of Christmas uh, Star Wars for me at the moment. Uh, I know the four of me to do a Secret Santa before I started, and the very year I started, I asked to join the Secret Santa, but for whatever reason, it didn't take off very well. Um, so I was worried that the same thing wasn't going to happen again. So I took the reins of that and ran it for the first time last year, and it was absolutely brilliant opening the first vintage Star Wars item, uh, actually on Christmas Day for however many years, was was great. And um, I'm running the same this year as well, and I've received a fantastic um, vintage item, which we're open to fathers from. Me family will probably buy me some modern items, which, you know, as everybody else does, will smile and say, ah, that's wonderful, that's great, thank you very much, and chuck it in a pile somewhere else. And I'm sure a lot of the guys can relate to that kind of experience as well. You mentioned a Secret Santa there, Rich. Jez, now, some of us opened our Secret Santas on um, Saturday night at Farthest From, and I believe one of the podcast crew did something a bit naughty to one of your items. Could you tell us what you got and uh, the story behind that? That criddle, that grand criddle, oh, why I order. I was well made up this year, as I was last year, with the Secret Santa. Whoever he was, thank you very much. Um, you nailed it. Um, I ended up getting six scented erasers and a couple of vintage bookmarks, which 
go perfectly in my oddball cabinet. And uh, Grant, about one bottle of Sambuca down, just comes up to me, grabs one, rips it open. You actually hear, you hear the uh, sort of audible tone of the seal snapping. And then he proceeds to shove it up his nose like a Vicks vapor rub thing. And he's like, oh, smell that. And you could just look at the horror on my face. And so I'm like, you've just you graded my rubber. Go on. Could you give us an explanation, pal? Well, those, those black current scented erasers by H.C. Ford smell exactly like the back legs of a TIE fighter pilot. I could help myself. Well, I'll be honest with you, though. Uh, I've never you graded anything before, but I can see how it gets addictive. <laughs> Especially if it's other people's stuff. Did anyone else open their Secret Santa stuff down there? Yeah, I did. What did yeah. you get, Chris? Uh, I got four books, which my wife was not happy about because she hates the fact that I collect the Star Wars books, and an empty Yoda shampoo bottle, um, which is really cool. I think I've got a full one in the collection, but it's always good to have one of each. So, yeah, I was really pleased with mine. In fairness, it's just as well it was empty because... Grant probably would have used it in the morning when he took probably, a shower. Yeah, yeah. Chris, what, what does she hate books? What's, what's Star Wars books are so offensive? Uh, the space they take up. I've, oh. prob- I've probably got over a hundred now. And, so a gentle giant figure would have really given her the hump. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. Yeah, no. If I, if I come home with a gentle giant Yoda, that will yeah that that will be shoved somewhere. But yeah, she she kind of she tolerates Star Wars, but I I do push it with the books. So Ben, you got your Secret Santa as well, didn't you? Oh uh, yeah, I opened my Secret Santa. I was quite lucky, and I got a uh, short mouth biker scout um, made in Mexico, Lily Leddy. Um, yeah, I was really pleased with it. But I also wanted to say, I think I'm talking, I'm speaking on behalf of everybody that's uh, present here, is just to say thank you to Richard really for making yeah. such an effort in running this year's Secret Santa, and it all seems to have gone really, really well. So, uh, thanks, Rich. We really appreciate it. Yeah, I would totally agree with you there, Ben. Rich, not, not just for Secret Santa, Rich, you do do an awful lot for everyone on the forum. And to be honest with you, on Saturday night, I was sitting with my back to the front, and I think we'd just finished about a fourth or fifth uh, Sambuca on our table, and I turned around, and you were just wearing a Santa outfit, and I don't think I've ever laughed so much in my life. <laughs> really, for no reason, mate, you just looked amazing. Absolutely amazing. I think the photographs are on the Facebook, aren't they, of um, him in his Santa outfit? I've got yep. a couple on my phone, to be honest with you, mate, which uh, have been very well used since Father's from. Made them his wallpaper. I'd just like to also say a massive thank you to whoever bought me my secret Santa. Really generous. I've got a lovely Sigma mug, which is probably the money on its own. And then two die cast, and one of them still had the blockade runner in the bottom. So, absolutely cracking. Are you smashed up the, the Star Destroyer? Uh, in fairness, I don't think it was. <laughs> I keep blaming Son of Django for that, and he keeps uh, keeps getting cross on me. I think it was broken in the parcel. Grant nearly you graded his own Secret Santa, though, didn't you, Grant? I did. I did. Oh. Andy X-wing gave me mine because uh, he came down a day later, and I opened it up, and there was a, a Tie Fighter pilot in a bag, and I put the rubbish away, and I couldn't open the bag, and I was thinking, wow, this this bag is really sealed tight, and I thought, wow, it's been heat sealed. And then I realised it was a baggie. That could have been an epic, epic, epic disaster. So, yeah, that, my Secret Santa was phenomenal. So, did Andy X-Wing actually... He was the one who bought you it? Yeah. Not the secret, then? No. So, Pete, you're the only one who hasn't opened your Secret Santa up? Well, I haven't had a Secret Santa as yet, so um, I'm hoping it will turn up one day. I just wanted to say as well that um, when I got my Secret Santa items out, obviously I, I took out um, the boxed PDT-8, which made by day, I've been after a PDT-8 for a long time. And then the next box was of, um, uh, a tub of Rybita Thins, and I honestly thought it was somebody taking the piss. 
<laughs> with it, with me being a vegetarian and things. So I, I took it out and it looked really, really well um, sealed, like as it was original. So I put that to one side, and then I, I found um, a nice blaster, which. Uh, fortunately, I bought the Walrus Man for this farm without the blaster, so it fits the Walrus Man, so that, that's great. And it was only the next morning that I um, I looked at the Vivita again. I think I must have been a bit peckish and uh, noticed it had a, a bit of tape on the side, which looked different from the rest of it. And then when I opened it up, I saw the die cast no speed inside. So uh, it's just as well I never give that Vivita away to anybody for the need. Rich, don't lie. You had some nice butter on that Rivita and you were spreading it on and you were having a chomp down. You realised it wasn't Rivita and in fact die cast. I hey. think if I remember right, I was so ill, I actually only had two spoons of special key and then that was it. <laughs> Didn't like spoons. In his secret sound, they get a load of spoons. Yeah, they got three three loose spoons, didn't they? <laughs> but they Star Wars spoons or just spoons? No, just metal spoons. Yeah. Oh, wow. Lovely. Uh, Rich, um, just a quick quick question on yours. What does PDT stand for? Um, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Come on, Richard. He's learned nothing, Grant. I'm not drunk. I, I can do it this time. Go Personal on, deployment transport. He was typing in a keyboard. <laughs> Google, Google, Google. All right, all right, all right. Rich. Okay, this one, all right, and you've got yeah. four seconds, ready? Four AST seconds. five. EST five, yeah, it's one of the mini rigs. Done. I got it. <laughs> oh, God, Jez. Is it Armored Sentinel Transport? Yeah. God, you should, you should have been on our team. You're going to add you instead of Rich. <laughs> yeah. Hello, my name's Mr. Palatoy, and my Christmas joke goes like this. What's the difference between the wife and Toy Tony? Toy Tony actually does the ironing. <laughs> so, just a quick... Anyone else? Any other ways anyone else um, incorporates Christmas into their Star Wars into their Christmas? Grand Criddle's part of mine. Am I? Yeah, well, the last two years, I've had some um, a great vintage um, mock underneath my tree... Um, from members of my family, and the um, the person who's made that happen, I'm pretty sure, is Grant. So I think that there's some sort of dealings going on between my family and Grant, which is just massively appreciated and awesome. So in fact, the Christmases I'm getting at the moment, from a vintage point of view, um, definitely equal, if not better, what was happening in the 80s, which is which is great. It's put a bit of pressure on you this Christmas, Grant, isn't it? Well, Jez, i got to be honest, I also gave a shopping list to Julie for her to buy me a mock, and oh. nothing came. Well, you, you grade stuff now, I'm just not going to let that happen to the community, <laughs> sorry man. Right, lads, brilliant. So, just moving on, we on the forum have, um, have a lovely bloke, I'm sure everyone agrees, um, does no end on the forum, called Michael Smith. Really, really generous, always sending people just his drawings, which he does unselfishly. And I was lucky enough to, uh, to work with him about a month ago, and he's rewritten... The Night Before Christmas for Star Wars. So let's have a listen to that. Now for something a little different, this is Twas the Night Before Christmas, modified and performed by forum member Michael Smith. Twas the night before Christmas when all through the house Not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse The stockings were hung by the chimney with care in the hope that St. Nicholas would soon be there. What would he bring for the good girls and boys who were hoping and praying for Star Wars toys? Would it be figures, maybe a ship or two? 
all lovely Kenner and Palatoy wrapped up ready for you to open them up on Christmas morn if only we'd known not to have ripped and to torn oh look at that massive present wrapped up for me it could be a falcon maybe an ATAT, a Chewy, a Vader, a Stormtrooper or two a Yoda, a Wally hmm there's a clue my Brazilian uncle has sent me a sock Oh, I'm hoping for a loop farm boy glasslight mock. Even the Christmas dinner was Star Wars for me. A Star Wars feast laid out for all to see. The roast spuds were rocks from Tatooine. The carrot batons were made from force beam. Wampa fur, that was the mashed potatoes. The Brussels spouts, now they really were thermal detonators. Now we are older changed nothing has on christmas morning nothing can surpass vintage star wars presents from family and friends this wonderful addiction it never ends so here is to hoping you get all that you want that missing piece maybe even yoda swamp merry christmas to all i hear the cry one and all we are swfuk till we die Brilliant. Thank you ever so much, Michael Smith. Absolutely brilliant. I'm sure all of you agree how great that was. Thank you ever so much, Michael, once again. Now, back to the uh, conversation, boys. We've had Christmas past and Christmas present. So anyone can guess what's coming next? Star Wars. Oh, sorry, Episode 7. Christmas Christmas future. Yes. How is everyone going to keep Star Wars in their Christmases in the future? Grant. Mate, Star Wars is in in me, all times, all days. It's inevitable. Christmas, no different from any other day. Always Star Wars. Uh, Chris, you've got a little one, haven't you, Chris? Uh, I've got two little ones, yeah. Harry and <laughs> you can't say that. Sausage. Will you get them into Star Wars, you know, and keep your Christmases uh, a few little bits under your tree? Yeah, yeah, Harriet's, my oldest is, you know, she's already got a, a handful of loose figures, um, and she's already, and she's got my old AST5, um, that was one of the first mini rigs I got when I was about nine, I think. She's got that in her collection. Um, she likes watching the films with me, so, yeah, I'm sure over the years, I, she, she doesn't talk much about it, but I think it's still there, but I, I will, I will force it upon her and Pippa, so I'll force Star Wars on them. How it should be, mate. Exactly. Mm-hmm. My little boy's got some uh, Chris- Star Wars stuff this Christmas. He's um, already obsessed with Darth Vader, Darth Maul, the Inquisitor. So there's kind of a an occurring theme there that none of them. Is he the dark, is he the dark side then? Yeah. Every time I go to Toys R Us, he picks up that Inquisitor's um, lightsaber. So I've got to go and get it for him for Christmas. But um, yeah, yeah. any problem with having a lightsaber is all he can really do with it is hit people, isn't it? Jez, I know your children are both into Star Wars, aren't they? Yeah, they um, well, they were very nearly called Luke and Leah. Uh, let's face it, I've got boy-girl twins, and we did think about it. Um, but yeah, they um, boy more so um, loves Star Wars, and the girl, uh, Imi, yeah, she just she just lo- um, loves having sort of Leo's doubles of his loose figures, and uh, she'll just have them. Um, there's always a Star Wars theme going on in our household. I have to say, at Christmas, is uh, is Imogen still baking cookies, Jez? Uh, the Wookiee cookies, yeah, Wookie she does. Cookies. She does enjoy doing the Wookiee cookies. Um, um, Grant bought Imi a um, a Star Wars themed cookbook um, last year, and uh, there's loads of stuff in there. So she does um, she does do a mean Wookiee cookie. 
Can you describe a Wookiee cookie? It's, it's a cookie, um, which uh, the recipe is in the Star Wars book, um, but they are they are mean. Um, and the photograph of them in the in the book has got them uh, next to a uh, Chewbacca, the finest cookie you'll eat. Now, Rich, your your family. I kind of get the impression over the eight months we've been recording the podcast that you try not to have anything to do with them. So at Christmas, do you just have like your own little Star Wars Christmas up in your room? Definitely. Isn't that what Christmas is? Do you have your horses in for Christmas? I'm a vegetarian. I didn't mean to eat them. Oh, mate. No, they, they have him no. round, Stu. They, they have him round for the day. They, they get selection boxes and things, apparently. Really? Yeah, you can get horse selection boxes. I'll have to send you one one day to try. That's crazy. Rich, Rich, Rich. Yay. Rich, you're not telling me that you, you, you admitted to us once that in... How long have you been with your uh, better half? Must be coming up to 21 years, I think. <laughs> okay. 21 years, you've never taken her out to eat a meal, and yet you buy your horses selection boxes at Christmas. <laughs> Is that right? Um, the first half's right, but the second part's wrong. Although, actually, no, I do pay for them, uh, but I don't buy them. Just wanted to clear that up. Now, Ben, you've had, uh, you've had little Jar Jar this year. Will you be keeping her into Star Wars? Is there any other way to bring a child up? And what was the, um, you know, what was behind the name Jar Jar? Jar Jar Gabor. I think one of the things that we, we're missing about Christmas is if you remember back in the 80s, all the way up to, I believe, 1990, maybe 1991, a big deal at Christmas was that ITV would show Star Wars on Christmas Day. It was the big Christmas movie, and, it, you know, you couldn't actually get hold of Star Wars. It was really hard to get Star Wars on something like a VHS tape or something like that, so it gave you an opportunity to actually record and own a copy of Star Wars. And it took them years. I think it was 1988 they premiered Empire Strikes Back, which is eight years after the film was released, which was a pretty big deal. So up till, from 1983 till 1987, they showed Star Wars every Christmas day. And then Empire Strikes Back was Christmas Day from 1988 to 1989, and then Jedi from 1990. You know, now we get Star Wars all the time, or you can just go on YouTube and look at Star Wars, but back then it was a big deal to have Star Wars. When, when I was growing up, when I was a lad, there was no Star Wars on TV, because it didn't come out for ages. You had because there was no TV. <laughs> yes, pretty much. Yeah. It was like three channels. It was like, you had to wait years for Star Wars. There was nothing on TV, you had to use your imaginations. How sad is that? But myself and my brother, who are both mad Star Wars fans, have been uh, converting his nephew very... Well, my nephew, his son, very slowly into Star Wars. We've... Uh, this Christmas we're introducing him to Star Wars by using some bendums, and then we're going to just keep going with it. So uh, hopefully in the future he'll be buying me some nice minty mocks when he's old enough. Uh, that's my plan. On December's podcast, we had Mr. Palatoy on for the interview, and it was it was very, very long. Let me just say that. It was very long. You know, you've, you've probably had the podcast. It's about an hour, ten minutes anyway. But there was a good half an hour cut. But on that, I did I did do a little quiz with him. To see whether he really was Mr. Palatoy or whether he was just a Mr. Pally boy. I had to cut it cause for time for the podcast, but I'd just like to put that little quiz in to see if he really was Mr. Palatoy. So here we are. Right, now, Jason. Yes. You have named yourself Mr. Palatoy on the forum. Yes. Which is a big name. You're not the only one. There's a few Palatoy people out on there, isn't there? Yes. So if you're up for it, we're going to do yes. this with all the little Palatoy people that we have on. Um, we want to give you a little Palatoy quiz, eight questions, to see whether you are really Mr. Palatoy or whether you're just a Mr. Palaboy. Are you up for this? Go on, man. They're not difficult, okay? Then if we... So, let's see. In which English town was Palatoy located? Cool, Will. Well done. 
Which US food company purchased Palatoy in 1968? Um, General Mills. That is right. <laughs> Star Wars wasn't actually Palatoy's biggest selling toy line. Do you know what was? Uh, was it Action Man, was it? It was indeed, yeah. On the box of the Palatoy Death Star, what colour jumper is the child wearing? Oh, now you're asking. I'd say red. That is correct. Question five. What year did Palatoy cease trading? Um, it was 1985, I think. 86. 86, 85, 85. Slowly winding down, 85. Yeah. We'll give, we'll give you a half. Question six. When Palatoy released the Tri-Logo cards, which six figures were never released on Tri-Logos? Are you talking about the hybrids here? No, no, no. There was actually six figures that never appeared on a... Uh, Oh, this was the question that was asked in the previous podcast. Well, I know, I know, uh, Death Squad's commander was one of them. Yep. Um, and I'd have to cheat and look to kind of tell you the rest off the top of my head. So I'll just stick with I've got one. <laughs> <laughs> Fall on Power Droid, Warus Man, and the original R2 and 3PO's. Yes. In case it ever comes up again. One of the first things Palatoy released to do with Star Wars was the Escape from the Death Star board game. Do you know what year? Well, it's either 1977 or 1978, because, you know, the, the the first set of 12 figures came out around March time, 1978. So, I'm going to say 1978. It was 1977. It was something they ah. pushed out quickly. And finally, who founded Palatoy in 1919? Oh, Arthur. What was his last name? Was it, uh, it wasn't Palatoy. It was Arthur something or other. You got the surname right. Yeah. Alfred Pallet. Jason, we will let Al- you keep your Mr. Palatoy name. Okay. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're probably a bit nervous there, weren't you, if we all started calling you Mr. Pallyboy. Mr. Pallyboy. There is a Pallyboy on the forum already, so I think that, that, is that mistaken, yeah. Hi, I'm a girl, and this Christmas I would like to say something on behalf of all girls out there. Guys, we love the fact that you spend so much time playing, displaying and spending all your money on toys you had when you were four years old. In fact, we get so excited at the opportunity to see your double telescopic lightsaber and enjoy the fantasy of shooting womp rats down Beggar's Canyon with you. So this Christmas, why buy us Christmas cards when you can buy yourself a proof card? We girls say no to jury and yes to jowers, no to new coats and yes to vinyl capes. So let's have a fantastic Christmas and snuggle up inside a fresh tauntaun. The force is so awesomely with you, always. Right, so, back to the boys around the table. We're going to take a little look at 2014. I'm going to start with any forum memories. And Rich, what were your forum memories this year? I've got loads and loads of forum memories, but I think probably the best memories for me are all coming around the community ones. You know, uh, Chris's charity stuff, Jez's charity stuff, all the generous competitions, the Secret Santas, just any kind of thread where somebody's put effort into it. Hey... Yeah, now being, I mean, I only joined the forum on the first of, the first day of this year, in fact, so I haven't been up that long, and uh, my sort of first introduction to to what a, <laughs> what a community is, was on the whole Deva, or Diva, or what do you want to call her, 
or him or whoever it was, what species it was, I don't know. But uh, that that was like, oh, I'm I'm new, I'm going to join in on this thing. This is someone who's had a really bad time, and I threw a few loose figures in, which are rather nice. And I thought, you know, this, this is obviously what guys do. I mean, I'm used to doing this sort of stuff on football forums and stuff. And then, um, and it was, I, I was surprised by when we even found out that it was a big con. The reaction of people, I, I, it kind of surprised me how how kind of decent people were, and like you know, no one was not too many people in that much regret, but it was a there was a lot of hey, this is what we do, this this is what the community acts like, you know, yes we've been con, but you know stuff you're not going to let you ruin doing this for someone else in the future. So that that was like the big introduction for me to to how the Star Wars fans on the uh, on the forum acted. So I thought it was brilliant, and uh, I know it was a disaster, but at the same time it showed what big hearts everyone has. So. Um, how about you, Chris? For me, it's probably a bit of a selfish one, but um, the memory for me is, is my marathon, basically. Um, when I posted on the forum, you know, doing the, the sort of uh, raffle, you know, pay a fiver and you can win a prize, I wasn't sure what reaction I'd get. You know, I know the community spirit, but I was just blown away by the support I got. Um, you know, Martin painted three pictures for me, which is as I'm aware of the people love um, Andy X-Wing Pilot gave me a graded Leah Poncho and there was a few other prizes which I can't remember off the top of my head but the, the, the community spirit for me to be behind me Jez gave me a lot of a lot of encouragement behind the scenes same with Grant you know that that really pushed me forward to, to, to actually get round so for me to say a bit of a selfish one but that's my forum memory for this year well that was a big event and uh, massive congratulations for you doing that back then mate Thank you very much. Brilliant. And Jez, obviously you are much the same. You you run in these events, don't you? Um, you did some random event, didn't you, if I remember rightly? A 30-mile cross-country as well. Yeah, it ended up being 32 miles because I went a little bit off track, as most of us did, because uh, it was a run-in with uh, navigating built-in. But, um, yeah, that was good fun. Um, part of it, I think, from my point of view, not memory, but most significant thing, is whichever one of you came up with the idea to do this podcast in the first place. I mean, you know, I, we can all go for a run any time, and we can all do this, that, and the other, but if you guys hadn't come up with that thread at that time, we wouldn't be here right now. Stuart's fault. Stuart's fault. Yeah, I sometimes regret putting that thread up as well. <laughs> <laughs> what have you done? What have you done to us? It, it's been good fun, the podcast, hasn't it? And I'm sure Grant would agree on that, wouldn't you, Grant? It's been hard work, man, but yeah, it's been, it's been fun. I think um, it's great networking with everyone, especially... As we've expanded a little and managed to speak to people who aren't necessarily uh, involved with the podcast, I think that that's been a major, big deal as well. And it's been, you know, I also want to say, you know, we got we got to highlight as well the stuff that Dave Tree and his crew are doing with the Fathers from events because, you know, a lot of the stuff that is rooted in our podcast is comes from those events. So yeah, definitely that would be a major highlight for me. And I don't think he probably gets enough accolades for the amount of work that he puts into it. And um, hopefully, I think in next year, you know, it's almost become, I, I guess I've become a bit protective of the community because the community has been phenomenal. I've lost count of the amount of payment plans I've had that people have trusted me. I've lost count of the amount of times I've, people have uh, looked out for me or given me you know, solid advice. And hopefully uh, next year we can extend that when we go to Anaheim and make some more of the American friends. I also remember as well that um, uh, it was Christmas Eve last year after we'd all been uh, kicked off Rebel Scum that we were allowed back on and I thought that was super awesome what a great way to start uh, Christmas last year so yeah all in all it's been a phenomenal year but it's it's more yeah the community uh, vibe now has become fantastic and hopefully we can turn into some t- kind of toy collecting cult next year 
you just mentioned Rebel Scum there, and over the last 12 months, the relationship between Star Wars Forum UK and Rebel Scum is really, really... Uh, it's, it's grown better, isn't it? The relations are much better than what they used to be. Yeah, much better, and I think it needs to be, and I think, you know... Uh, you know, and I, I was an antagonist there myself, but I, I think, yeah, I, I hope it does, and I hope we can go out to Anaheim and celebrate with all the guys out there and celebrate Star Wars, because that's what it's for, isn't it? Ben, have you had time to think now? It's been ten minutes. I want to echo uh, a little bit of what Jez has uh, said and a little bit of what Grant has said. Um, in, in the past year, we've sort of established this podcast, and um, much to our surprise, people actually listen to it and seem to enjoy it. That is also related to a little bit of what's happened to the Farthest From events, where they've they've grown now from just being the Sunday to being a whole weekend event with Dave Tree organising um, some excellent things. We had the meal this time. Uh, he's talking about doing it again for the next one. It was such a hit. It's now becoming almost a weekend event, and it, that's just been absolutely brilliant because it's something that everybody really enjoys doing. And um, I'm, I'm glad that we've, if we've in some way helped to promote that event and maybe push it along a little bit with the podcast and obviously... Him helping us by promoting the podcast in the way he has, with things like the trading cards and inviting us along to the quiz. That, that's just been absolutely brilliant, really. Do you think we'll be invited back to the next one after the, uh, the Zambuka shenanigans? Well, I think me and Richard probably stand a bit of a chance of being invited back, but uh, unfortunately we were sat there on a table with three animals that just seemed to what? have an insatiable appetite for doing shot after shot after shot, thinking I that it was going to in some way... Oh, I saw so, you. You were dentist chairing it, Pete. <laughs> and Ben, Ben, so you think just having a little drink and being a little bit tipsy <laughs> is worse than walking around with your bum hanging out? <laughs> was that his uh, bum? Uh, I thought I was talking to him when I when I looked at that. I thought he was um, smiling at me. I felt really sorry for Grant during that quiz because that bum was near enough in his face. He hasn't got he hasn't got any muscles in his ass cheeks. It just hangs down like a wizard sleeve. It's the most bizarre <laughs> thing I've ever seen. That's what you would expect Mr. Burns to look like yeah, in some uh, low-slung jeans. Absolutely, I can believe it. It's like if someone has taken his ass muscles. Rich, would you like your, to defend your bum? <laughs> I'm just wondering why so many people's faces was down my horse. I mean, what were yeah. you trying to do? You were bent over so far and Grant was so drunk he was slumped in his chair. Um, obviously, we've just been discussing Farthest From and us, us podcast boys discussed it on the December edition. But um, Chris and Jez, memories from the last Farthest From? Uh, Rich, uh, Rich, Steve, uh, they got an interview in January. Forget that, Jason, Chris. <laughs> 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 that <was easy>. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's carry on then. Right, discussing forum memories and whatnot and, and threads that have come up. There was a thread that was started recently about the forum awards. So, Rich, I believe you have the winners. So let's go over to our awards show. Yeah, cheers for that intro, Stu. Yes, so we've had a thread on the forum for a couple of weeks now, um, looking at recognising some of the achievement that some of the guys have done on the forum. Uh, everything's been open and transparent, except for the results, of course, which I've kept hidden. So I'm delighted to announce the winners now of each of these categories. And the Force is what gives the Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us and penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. So the, the nominations for the Binding the Galaxy Together Award were uh, Jez's Loft Find of Childhood Toys, 
the latest acquisition thread, Bram's proof art, and the hilarious Grant, I'm going to jail. And the winner of the uh, Binding the Galaxy Together award goes to the latest acquisition thread, which I think is a well-deserved thread. Lots and lots of people have posted in there. Uh, everything from the smallest beta figure right up to the great, uh, grandest purchases all get commented on and that's the end of the day, that's all, what we're all here for. So I'm really pleased that that thread won that one. I'm Luke Skywalker, I'm here to rescue you. The second award is for the, the Hero of the Year, the Skywalker Award. And we had four nominations for that one. We had Jez for all of his uh, charity work and his uh, commitment to the boards. We had Mr. Palatoy for all of his TT work together with everything else he does on the forum. We have uh, Grand C for all his oddballs knowledge and uh, all, all of the time that he spends on the forum. And you have Richard H for all of the contributions that he's made towards uh, the forum over the past year. And I'm delighted to announce and I'm, I'm really pleased that I think this person really deserves a support. The winner of that one is... Jez. Okay, so congratulations Jez, you are officially our Skywalker. Join me. Together, we can rule the galaxy as father and son. So our next award is for the, the Villain of the Year Award. Um, and unfortunately, there are quite a few people nominated for this one. So we're calling this one the Vader. Replicator boxes, the infamous TT, Action Force toys, and our Dutch friend, who we all had the whip and sent the collection off for, uh, Diba. And the winner of the award was... TT, the infamous Toy Tony. He receives the Villain of the Year Award. I love you. I know. The next award is for the SWFUK Member of the Year. And we've called that award the Solo. And the nominations for the Solo are Richard H. The entire Star Wars Form UK podcast team. Bova Skinner. Michael Sith. And Jez. This one was really close. It was much closer than the other ones. And the winner of the, the Solo Award is the entire SWF UK podcast team. So well done, guys, and thanks to everybody who voted for them. Just get in. Can you speak, Bachi? Of course I can, sir. It's like a second language to me. I'm a All right, in. shut up. I'll take this. Shut up, up, sir. The next award was for the Purchase of the Year Award, the Owen. This is between Rich and Ben's Palatoy Time Capsule, which everybody except for one person thought was a, a good purchase. Bram's Fort, and Nick Isla White's Canadian Sandcrawler. And a landslide victory on this one was Rich and Ben's Palatoy Time Capsule. So, well done myself and Ben on that great purchase. Our next award is the Seller of the Year, and we've named this one the Jawa. And three nominations for this one. We have Ian Sanderson, who's now departed and went off to the States. We have Jamie Fuzzy Buzzy Toys, and Plant Man. And this one was quite a landslide as well. Because the winner of this award... ...is Ian Sanderson, ITFC Ian. Well done, Ian. Oh good, I can't maneuver! Stay on target. We're too close. Stay on target. The next award was the closest one, and it was a tie between three people for 
a long time until the last few votes came in. So this one is a focus collection of the year and it's a stay on target award. And the nominations for uh, Funkster with his baggy collection, Nick Isla White with his Jawas, Poncho Belt with his Beat Amin on cards, Coin Nut with his Revenge Proofs, and Palatoy Junkie with his amazing 45A collection. And at the last moment, the winner of this award was Funkstar. Funkstar and his baggies. So, well done, Frank. Impressive. Most impressive. The penultimate award was for the collection of the year. The impressive, most impressive award. And it's really nice to see that one or two members on here are, are brand new to the forum and they've got involved straight away in the community and they've, they've posted off some of their line lights immediately. So, so thanks out to those guys. So the nominees are Mike Skywalker, Coinnut, Banton989, and Kevin OTB Records. And the winner of the impressive, most impressive award is Mike Skywalker. So well done, Mike. Fantastic collection you have there. Mr. Jaja Binks. And the last one is the Joker of the Year award, the Jar Jar. Three nominations for the Jar Jar. We have Tie Fighter Boy Todd Osborne. We have Junior Chubb also known as Mumbo's Body Double. And we have Richard H. And it was a two-way fight on this one. And I'm pleased to announce that the winner of the Jar Jar The winner of this one is Todd Osborne. So, well done Todd. Um, an honorary Brit living over in the States at the moment. Congratulations. And thank you guys to everyone who voted. Just remember, it's all for fun. Can't believe I didn't win it. Right, so there you have it. Uh, congratulations to all the winners of the Forum Awards. Still not quite sure how Richard got in to be the Joker of the Year Award. But, uh, yes, stranger things have happened. It's funny that he was sorting the nominations out and that he's popped up in every category. Um, Jez, you won the Skywalker Award there, pal. You got any words to say? Yeah, um, completely blown away. Thanks very much. Um, uh, I just want to thank uh, I want to thank God and um, I want to thank, you know, Mark. Mom, uh, for our American friends, and uh, no, I can't believe it, guys. Mental, blown away. Thank you very much. I think Diva's acceptance speech for her prizes was better than that. Well, I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you just kind of caught no, me on the hot a little bit there. I'm just kidding, Jez. Well, well done. Oh yeah, I remember um, her acceptance speech now. <laughs> I could only think of one person more deserving than you for that award. Well done. Was, was that Richard's first funny thing he said all year? <laughs> Uh, this is Grant, and this is my Christmas joke. What did Darth Vader say to the Emperor? Dunno. Shaffle, shaffle, shaffle. 
So sticking on the theme of 2014, boys, your favourite purchase of the year. Um, let's start with Ben. Me pop up Sierra. No, sorry, Rich. Can resist. I am most pleased with the actually relating to Rich, the uh, Palatoy time capsule that me and Rich bought. I uh, yeah, I managed to get that um, lovely vinyl cape jar out of it and to be part of something that um, was just a really nice, nice cool item to buy. Rich? I'm going to see me PGT8 because it's actually finished the first run that I've been looking for because I promised last year I was going to finish with 12 inch figures and I never did but the PGT8 is now finished with mini rigs so that's one bit of the collection I can just put to one side. Grant? Mate, I, uh, just before we started recording tonight, I got my uh, favourite acquisition of the year. Ooh. Probably my favourite acquisition of my collection. So, Ooh. yeah, pretty buzzing. I got a Power of the Force TIE Fighter pilot uh, proof. Yeah, I'm over the moon with it. So, yeah, that's probably the biggest purchase I've ever done and probably the uh, it is my holy grail uh, since I started doing the focus two years ago and I didn't think I'd get my holy grail so quick. So now I've got to think of a new holy grail. But, yeah, that's probably the highlight, not just of my collection. Well, not just of the year, but actually of my collection. So, yeah. Pete? When I started, when I had my... I'm going to return to Star Wars collecting epiphany on the start of the year, thinking, right, I'm going to be 40 this year, so I'm going to going to return and, and say stuff it to everyone and just go back to Star Wars collecting. I had no intention of, of collecting mocks at all, uh, as you probably remember from the podcast as we talked. So to get my first mock, and it was a Cridel-inspired mock purchase, where, uh, where I couldn't say no because Grant's like some kind of, I don't know. So easy. <laughs> yeah, so easy. So easy. I'm just too easy. But um, no, he, 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 even though it's a, it's a Princess Leia clipper, uh, Princess Leia Organa clipper, and it's um, and it seems to be quite rare. Um, so I've got something which I don't know. It, it, is it the only one around? I don't know. I really really have no idea. But it's uh, it's sitting here on my desk behind my computer, looking absolutely beautiful, and it's faded and yellowed bubble and a faded card, which is just showing the cyan colour, and that's that's all it's really showing. Um, but yeah, it has to be that. I mean, I mean, I now have three mocks and one more on the way. So yeah, it has to be that first mock. I think it's going to be the start of many, and I will be living a life of destitution and uh, possible prostitution to pay for all. Hey Pete, I've just I've just found another. You're not going to believe this. I've just found another mock online. It's no, phenomenal. you have to get it. Uh, Chris, what about you? Mine is nowhere near as good as Grant's Power of the Force Tie Fighter uh, proof. As you guys know, we uh, discussed in the in my interview about Sigma, and I didn't have any. Um, and after our little conversation, I decided to take the plunge, and I bought a Yoda Sigma money box, um, and I absolutely love it. It's on top of my loose collection cupboard thing on the wall, and um, yeah, it's uh, it's I'm, I'm going to get more of them. So that's my favourite purchase. Jez. Uh, my favourite purchase is when yeah. I click yes at British Airways to book me two flights to Anaheim next year. Boom. That is it. That's it. We're going to Anaheim, baby, and it's going to be mint. What about you, Stu? Yes. Did you buy something nice this year for Mrs. or for yourself? You bought hardly anything this year, Stu, have you? <laughs> I, I, love, I love the Sigma bits and pieces that I've started buying, and um, next year I want to get a couple of the... Uh, Higher-end items. Thanks, Grant, for getting me into that. Oh, Stu, you need to get the teapot, mate. Yeah, I think you're right. And obviously, I'll start my Greedo Focus, which I started at Farvish from, and got myself the Trilogo Greedo. Thanks for that, Grant. Yep. Um, £2,000 as well. That's a, bar- a bargain, to be fair. Two grand. Yeah, cheaper, half the price. Um, yeah. One of the best things I got 
when I was younger, we used to have the uh, cardboard pallet on the desktop. So just having one of them back is also um, a great thing. I haven't built it yet. It's out in my garage already, which I need to move because it's will probably ruin out there. So some great pieces there, lads. Hope your collecting grows in 2015. We will get onto that in a minute. What we're looking for, that will be our last topic of conversation. So I'm going to give you a bit of time to think. Okay. Oh, thank you very much. Whilst at Father's From, I managed to pick up the most beautiful beautiful version of Luke X-Ring as a loose figure. And I've decided to just give it away as a Christmas comp. Quite an easy this year. If you write any kind of Christmas comment from the 22nd of December through to New Year, you will go in the hat for the competition. Nice and easy. You probably don't even know you've entered it. So you will be in with a chance, and I will draw that on New Year's Day and just put it up on the forum, and you will receive the most beautiful X-Ring pilot. It really is a lovely piece. Again. 
2015 then boys what are we realistically looking at okay we can all have a dream of buying something out there but realistically what are your collecting hopes let's start with chris i would hope and i am hoping to pick up a hungarian pig nose yoda which is a hungarian bootleg i've been after one for a while so hopefully you know i can find one of them i wouldn't mind also upgrading my power the force yoda mock because it's a bit creased and battered, so I wouldn't mind getting a, a you know, an eater version of that. So, that's my two. Beautiful. Rich? I've got three that I can think of. I want to finish with 12 inch loose collection, uh, but I said exactly the same last year, so what will be, will be. If I can get the Power of the Force R2 Sabre, that will also complete my loose collection. And I think I've got all of the major variants that I've been after, as well as that collection. And the third item is something I've completely forgot, and it was in my head a few seconds ago, so that's gone. Obviously, it's not that important. Grant. Uh, easy one for me, mate. Uh, there's, about f- there's a load of items I'm after, but four especially. I'm looking for a Canadian three-pack, and it's not the uh, three-pack as in the figures. It's three-carded figures. Uh, it consists of a Zuckus, a, ho- a Hoss Soldier, and a TIE Fighter pilot. With sort of like a cardboard surround, I'd be after that. Or a Canadian uh, 47 back TIE Fighter pilot. Uh, Lily Leddy TIE Fighter pilot on the card, that would be really nice. Or a Return of the Jedi 65 back TIE Fighter pilot offerless proof card. Oh, brilliant. Grant, you just reminded me of what my third item was. Of course, it's the, um, the Leddy 12 inch Tuscan Raider. Of course, um, yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, that's the item that I've got to get next year. Some quite high end items there, Grant. Ah, uh, mate, once you make that step, you know, there's no turning back now. Wait till I get you all buying all these kind of things, though, man. I tell you what, Stu, you really need to get one of those Meccano Square carded greeters, man. They're absolutely fantastic. They look beautiful in your eyes. Hey, well, well, I'm looking after anything Grant tells me to get, so uh, I'm just going to go that way. But, um, no, I mean, I've got three layers, which I also want to get the other two. I need the Hoth layer and the Poncho layer on a card, so that's kind of a small goal I think I should be able to get hold of next year. I also want to finish with my loose collection. I've only got about four and a half to get. Um, there's a couple of accessories on a, on on one or two, so that's one count as a half. And then I'm kind of like open, really. Um, I, I don't know. I, I was kind of tempted by a couple of maybe going down a sort of the smaller ship route. I'd probably do something daft in the modern stuff because I'm still after a couple of pieces from my lit slave layer collection. I've only got about two left, which I'll probably find in Anaheim. And Rich, hopefully, me, Jez, Grant, and Ben will will look out for. Your uh, your 12 inch piece for you when we're over there. Which uh, after talking to Matt Booker at the uh, Fathers from at the weekend, he seemed to suggest that that it's a uh, a palace of wonderful Star Wars vintage collecting and and all sorts. So um, I've got a couple of pieces there that, that I, I hope I'll find. So I don't know really. I, I kind of after buying the Black Bespin guard on a card, uh, there's a couple of the other figures I actually adore, which I'll probably I'll probably make or I'll get on mocks. Some stage, but I am a low value mock collector, not a high value one. So yeah, um, 2015 could be fun, but um, I'll probably end up buying some of the Force Awakens stuff, I'd imagine as well. Yes, yeah, there's several mocks I'm after, um, quite a few different mocks. Um, but with regards to some of the ships, I'd love to get a skiff. I know they're in quite high demand and they're uh, quite easily broken, but I'd love to keep an eye out for a skiff and a uh, creature um, creature three pack. 
I think that will look awesome in my collection. So, a couple of high-end items for you as well, then. Great, so. Particularly that three-pack, yeah. Uh, ben? Yeah, I've got uh, a couple of things, well, three things um, in particular that I'm after. I've been trying to complete my Power of the Force last 17, minus the two ridiculously expensive ones, the Anakin and the Yak. I'm now down to, to needing three. Uh, the two, uh, two of the Ewoks, which I can pick up any day of the week, but the one that I'm uh, after now that I'm going to be hunting actively next year is a Luke Skywalker in the Stormtrooper outfit, Power of the Force, Mock. I'd also like to try and find a Yak face, Trilogo Yak face, and I know you're after one as well. Um, so there might be a bit of competition out there, but it's got to be a reasonable price. So I'm sure it's going to be one that's looks like maybe it's been sat on, but that'd be all right for me. Uh, and finally, um, whilst I'm in Anaheim, I'm going to try and find a Lily Lady Mark. Uh, don't mind what it is. I'd just like to have one in the collection. So that's going to be the uh, the mission when we're going around Anaheim. I'm sure Grant's going to be picking all the uh, the $5,000 ones out and going, Ben, you should buy that. Ben, you should buy that. But uh, I'm looking for one that's a uh, reasonable price. That's if he's not you grading them first. What are you after, Ben? I'm making notes. Well, boys, there's some expensive bits and pieces there. Hope you're going to be saving your pennies up. What about you, Stuart? To be honest with you, if I go to any events with Grant, I'll probably, probably buy the first thing that I pick up. And you're right, I, I do want a yak face carded. And I want a couple more Greedo pieces. And um, I want a poppy figure. I don't mind which one, but I want um, that display that GW Critics oh, yeah. do. Because I think they look yeah. amazing. And I don't mind what figure, but I just want one for display because I think they really do look good. Well, one final thing then. Just go round, okay? Uh, the Force Awakens is next year. What one thing are we all hoping that is in it? Um, Grant, I know you're uh, passionate about this film. Uh, Schnaffle, Schnaffle, The Death of Han Solo. Oh, you're hoping for that. Yeah, I'm going to cry my eyes out, man, and then I'm going to spend a fortune on small-headed Han Solo mocks. Well, it's going to be an emotional time. Pete? I want something in the film um, to be absolutely enormous, like some kind of earth-shattering event to happen that is monstrous. Uh, Not a kind of a death of a character, but someone showing the force as it could be, or, or we imagined when we were kids what it could, what you could do with stuff. So someone like squishing a planet with a hand, something completely insane that uh, that would get everyone to sit in the cinema and just go, whoa. Um, it, it could be done. I hope it will be done. It probably won't be done, but that's what I'm hoping for. Chris? Uh, a really good new baddie. The, the, the lightsaber looked pretty cool, and they need, a, they need a good character to go with that, I think. So. Do you think the, um, there's a chance a baddie could be Luke Skywalker? Oh, I don't know, yeah, that's something to think about, isn't it? Yeah, that, that'd be a good twist. Ben? I have no particular wants about the new film, because I know that irregardless of whatever the teaser trailer's like, whatever comment goes before uh, now, that day when you finally get into the cinema and you're sitting there and the music starts up and the title credits roll, you're going to be taken back to that place that everybody knows so well. So just looking forward to that. It's interesting you say that because you were very negative about the trailer. Yeah, Ben, you need to like Star Wars more. Yeah, yeah Ben, don't even like Star I love Star Wars. What's wrong with you? Jez? Yeah, I want continuity. I want locations. I want a few nods to the original trilogy. You know, I just want to see some beat-up Skywalker just tripping along somewhere or even just knocked over. Just So all the old fans can just go, alright, yeah, got that. You know, just... Drop in a few nods to what we're what we used to love and what we still love. I don't want them to over gimmick the uh, original trilogy actors, and um, obviously chuck in a massive dose of John Williams, and I'll be well happy. 
I'm hoping the opening call is in the Franklin Gothic typeface because that's what I'm I'm really excited to see. I, I really like that typeface. Uh, the font reads read it for me. After that, I am hoping to see a stormtrooper shoot and kill one of the heroes, slap bang right between the eyes, and then turn around the camera and go, yeah, j- just a nod or something like that, as if to say, I can do it. Oh, it's got Ewoks in it. Big year, this time next year. Actually, what's the date today we're recording on? Is it? Two days yeah. and one year. Oh, yes, very true, very true. Very oh. exciting times. Oh. Joe, have you... um? Have you got any expectations or any hopes for the new film? I suspect you hope that they bring out loads of merchandising so you can fill your garage up even more. But yeah. other than that, that are, you hoping, are you hoping Romba will be in it? I don't need this abuse, boys. I could just quit. <laughs> <laughs> right, lads. Let's go to something that I'm sure all the listeners have been waiting for. We left it on an, a knife edge when Ben got slapped. Let's go back to the panto. Another card back ruined. Those irons aren't what they used to be. How come your wife doesn't do the ironing? She's one of those modern women. Oh, hopeless at ironing. Ah, I see the production line is in full swing once again. Yes, Lord Vader. We have a whole shipment of grey-limbed half-troopers ready to go. That'll drive the prices up and make us a small fortune. The waffle pattern isn't great. It really was ingenious of me to flood the market with Kenna waffle-sealed mocks. Those foolish buyers think those are the real ones. What well, if this doesn't work? After the Rebels stole our latest shipment, we could lose everything. That vinyl cape Java was a holy grail. Don't worry, crew. I've received word that a ship is heading this way. I want the cleverer of you two to set up a trap. That would be him. Me? No way. I saw what you did to the last person who failed you. ITFC, Ian? Yes. I banished him to the States for not meeting the demand of Atat heads. Now, to work out which is the cleverer of you two, you're going to get a little test. Admiral Eric, I'm starting with you. Admiral, why are you shaking? I, I hate tests. They always make me nervous. You should always take tests underwater. Why? So you could be a nervous wreck. Enough. Now what ended in 1945? 1944. And where was the Treaty of Naboo signed? At the bottom. Give me two pronouns. Who, me? Idiot, Captain Titoni. You're next. What was IG-88's head made from? A recycled drinks dispenser from the Mars Eisley Cantina. Impressive. How many times has Ewok said in the Star Wars movies? Never. Impressive. Most impressive. What do you think of the Star Wars Form UK mod? They are a true inspiration with their hopeful, intelligent pose, which inspires mere mortals to greater things. Idiot. However, Captain Titoni, you've won. Move all of the equipment out of Mom's basement and set the trap to capture the rebels. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Like we haven't heard that one before. The coordinates I was sent point to that small moon. That's no moon. It's your mother's behind. Oi! Say you that thing. Do you mind? I want a diet. Fly casual, Chewie. Nice and slow. 
but this is Mum's basement. It's a bit disappointing, isn't it? All I can see are video games and magazines. Ah, oh, all the pages are stuck together. At last, I have you now. Who's this? I am Darth Vader, Dark Lord of the Sith, and you are falling into my trap. You're Darth Vader? I think I've seen you before. You don't look that scary to me. Have a care, little girl. I am the strongest being in the galaxy. Oh, oh no, no, he he isn't. Isn't. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, oh no, is it? Oh, yes, I am. The most powerful Sith ever known. Really? Powerful? As in wealthy? Well, hello there. Stay back, Carlo, and inflict large amounts of pain on you. That's it. I saw your performance on the X Factor. Come here, the angel for my dreams. The image of loveliness. Get out the way, ma'am. Do you know what to do with that? No. I thought it was a blaster. I think I've seen my eyebrows. Luke, be very careful. Vader is dangerous. Indeed I am. I have the power to freeze you all. I think I'll start with you, old man. Hey, you can't just turn up here and freeze a jolly good fellow. The stormtroopers are coming. We're right in their firing line. Where are they? Behind! Behind you! Back there, there's nobody there. Behind you! I've just told you, there's nobody. Oh, where did that not come from? At last I have you now. You said that line before! Did I? Sorry, I wasn't paying attention. Run, Luke, run. While Vader is distracted. Run where? We're surrounded by stormtroopers. Stay perfectly still. Are you mad? Have you seen their shiny cod pieces? Trust me, woman. Many of these guys will be a little short for a stormtrooper. Why should we stand still? We'll be killed, man. Just watch. Blaster bolt. You're missing. How could he be such a bad shot? Repro weapons. It's all the Empire can afford. They try to float test their genuine weapons and then realize that water and metal doesn't mix too well. That's extraordinary. The stormtroopers all killed each other. I'll deal with this. Vader, I challenge you to a duel. Very well then. When I first met you, I was but the learner. But now I am the master. Only a master of evil. Is that the best comeback you've got? You can't win, Darth. Strike me down and I'll... Be dead. That was simple. Buddy! I mean, Ben! Luke, once you've rescued the Mox, you must go to the Criddle System. The Criddle System? There you will learn from the master that taught me. Are you sure? He mustn't have been very good. You got defeated really quickly. You should have seen me in my youth. So graceful, elegant, full of life. Ben, the master who taught you? Oh, yes. Actually, he didn't really teach me, but it makes for a better story. So, I'm traveling to the Criddle System, which will probably have untold thousands of planets and moons looking for a Jedi Master who didn't teach you. Yes. Sounds about right. Okay. Well, what will I do there? Will it be lovely? You must find Yoda. He's on a Harvard car pack. A Harvard car pack? But that's impossible. Then Vader has already won, and we've been defeated. What about the Trilogo Medine? No. Ever since the article on Trilogo.info, the value of those have plummeted. But he has a battle staff. No. It's just a pointy stick. It's Yoda or nothing. Admiral, grab the boy. I'll make you pay for this, Vader. I don't pay for anything. Haven't you seen my EB feedback? Ben? Ben? He's gone. He must have become one with the Force. No, kid. 
Eric and Toy Tony chucked him off the edge while your back was turned. He's dead. Burn! Hey, I can see a path. Quick, rush! I'm not going down there. It's dark. We might get attacked by ghosts and ghouls. I'd rather be grabbed by ghosties and be grabbed by ghoulies. Compton, Admiral, tie the prisoners up and bring them to the detention level. You'll have to catch us first, Mush. They're heading for the greening area. They must not retrieve those mint on cards. They've got my cards! The Palatal Vinyl Cake Jawa! My TIE Fighter Pilot! Don't you know that's the only AFA-80 Tri-Logo TIE Fighter Pilot in existence? It's worth over 3,000 credits! Only a loser cares about TIE Fighter Pilots! <laughs> What's these black acrylic cases for? No, don't touch them! There's a new super UV light protecting cases! But you can't see anything inside them if the cases are black! We're AFA. It's the sticker that's important. Luke! Grab this thermal detonator that I forgot I was holding in my pocket. I have one Vida. I will blow up these mocks out of their acrylic cases and you with it. Give up now, buddy, or die. Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father, did he? He told me you betrayed and murdered my father. No. Rick McCallum is your father. No! The positions are reversed. Goodbye, Luke. For now and forever. I can't believe you fell for that, Luke. You should know that Rick McCallum couldn't have been your father. No balls, son. Just look at the prequels. Adam, boys, teach them all a lesson. And girls, leave Vader to me. Get off me, woman. The ability to capture my troops is insignificant next to the power of force. I wouldn't be too sure about that, Vader. What? Obi-Wan, but you're dead. I killed you. I told you. Call me a clown, and I will strike me down, and I will become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. No! It's impossible! Quick, Luke! Grab the mocks and let's get out of here! Then? Oh, move over, idiot. I'll grab them myself. Hey! Girls don't know how to handle- Ow! You were saying? I think we'd better leave now while we can. Come on, are you okay? The power to bring people back from the dead. I must learn how to do that. Uh, Lord Vader, it was that R2 unit. It was showing a hollow projector recording. Couldn't you tell? A recording? So it wasn't the Force? My lord, it was all a trick. And the rebels had made off with the, with the cases of mint on cards. We'll be out of business soon. Grading that card at Vinyl Cape Jarro was our last hope. No, Captain Toy Tony. Get your iron ready. There will be another. <laughs> Form UK Christmas Pantomime starred Richard Hutchinson as Lord Vader, Grant Criddle as Luke Skywalker, Stuart Skinner as Han Solo, Jez Allenson as Obi-Wan, Pete Davis as Walkie Skywalker, Jason Smith as Captain Toy Tony, Daniel Burgess as Eric. 
Chris Mann as Frankfurt Mayor and Ben Coomba with his multi-talents as everybody else. Right, fantastic panto, and uh, in all seriousness, thank you, Rich, for uh, taking a lot of time to write that and give me probably a couple of days editing. Um, really, really appreciate that, pal. Really good work, buddy. Uh, Rich, any final thoughts for the year? Not really. I'm just, you know, I'm on uh, a high at the moment with all the Star Wars goodness, you know, farthest from, having a chat with you guys. You know, I think 2014 has been an absolutely fantastic year for me. And uh, I believe 2015 will be as well. I'm really looking forward to everything next year. Ron? Yeah, I just want to say, in terms of the podcast, uh, it is our idea, and we do talk all of the time about all the different members on the forum, and even members on uh, TIG and Rebel Scum and other Star Wars fandom uh, places like the uh, UK Garrison and Jedi News, and try and get everyone on the show. But um, there's only so much we can fit into one episode, and we've already got six months' worth of oddball the next year booked up uh, already so it's really flattering in, in in one respect but it's also very frustrating because you know we want to get as many people on because it's the people we bring on and make the actual show but yeah really looking forward to the next year i think ne- next year is going to be uh, the biggest year of star wars ever so i really look forward to it yes <laughs> i was so listening to what everyone was saying i kind of um, forgot what the question was any final thoughts for the year yeah i'm just so looking forward to um to next year as, you know as grant said Anaheim is just going to be killer. It's just going to be just completely mental. Hype, you just know it's just going to be off it. And then building up to next December, I mean, you know, I thought 2013 was good with Celebration Europe. This year with a podcast, it is just getting better and better. Next year will be absolutely mint. Benjamin? Yes, I'm uh, looking forward to Anaheim next year. That's going to be absolutely brilliant. But just looking forward to maybe doing another 12 months of the podcast with a group of great guys. So... Merry really, Christmas to you too, man. I really appreciate you all, despite the banter and the abuse. Chris? Yeah, I've had a great year, um, Star Wars-wise. Um, I've enjoyed the collection. I've added some good bits to my collection. But for me, the, coming on here has been my highlight, really, and what I've, what I've enjoyed this year. Um, it, it's been fun taking part, and I hope I can I can take part in the future if you guys will have me back. We You're would. the man, Chris, man. Edie Weedy. Hello there. Yeah, it, it has been a brilliant year. It's um, Obviously, I've, I've kind of come from nowhere and got involved in a new community so it's it's been i mean you know i've always been a star wars fan always been star wars obsessed everyone knows me as the star wars bloke even though i actually know nothing about star wars collecting so uh it's been a real educational year so uh, I, I feel just proud of meeting all you weirdos out there who have amazing collections and i hope actually i hope for next year we get to see some collections. I'd, I'd like to see a lot of people's collections that just they'll, they'll inspire me because my collection is small and uh, odd, but uh, like other bits of me. Um, and I'd, uh, I'm, I'm hoping for the, for the next 12 months it's only going to get better and better. So good times. Yeah, that is excellent. I must admit, the community and meeting people has probably been the biggest thing for me this year. Outside of the podcast, I met a lot of people, interviewed a lot of people, and people like Jez and Chris and uh, people like Dan, who we had on earlier. Those sort of people I've got to know quite well. And obviously the podcast team here, you've become quite good friends, you know, we spend a lot of time with each other, we just speak most days these days, and uh, things like the Belgium trip was a real, yeah. a real bonding kind of, um, kind of trip, and those kind of, um, those kind of weekends and things, they, they make it what it is for me. So You, you certainly bonded to the floor, Stu. <laughs> yeah, friends that don't pick you up when you need them. <laughs> Feel the love, everybody. Feel the love. 
well, my, my bed was too comfortable for picking I you think, up. Big I think goose. on the podcast we've all had a wobble at some point, and as soon as you have that wobble, you know, if, well, when I have my little wobble, all of the boys, you know, messages, phone calls, and uh, there is quite a tight unit there. I thought you were talking about my moves. Well, all of us have had it, and we Pete, and it's absolutely, you know, it's, it's, yeah, you know, we've become very, very good friends. I think, and we do bicker like married couples as well sometimes. Yeah. Because it does sound like it's fun on the podcast, but what people don't realise is, before we record it, there might be two hours of us snapping at each other sometimes. Hi, this is Rich from the Star Wars Forum UK podcast team with a Christmas cracker joke. Why are women's breasts like Star Wars toys? Because they were originally made for children, but fathers want to play with them. Well, so that is it for this year. I just want to say thank you to the listeners, more than anybody, to those listeners that support our podcast and the people that come on our podcast. You make it possible, and uh, we really, really do appreciate it. Um, If you do want to contact us, you can email us at swfukpodcast at gmail.com, find us on Twitter at swfukpodcast, or type our name into Facebook. Well, that is it for 2014. So, for the final time this year, it is goodbye, Ben. Goodbye. Merry Christmas to everybody and a happy new year. Goodbye from Rich. Later, guys. Goodbye from Jez. Merry Christmas. May the forum be with you. Goodbye from Chris. Good evening, guys. Have a good Christmas and I'll see you next year. Good night from PD. Goodbye, my little ducklings. And good night from Grant. Um, Merry Christmas. Happy new year. May the force be with you in 2015. Force awakens. Woo! Yeah, and I'll echo that. Merry Christmas to every single person and a happy new year. It's good night from me. And remember, only you can decide with Star Wars toys. This podcast is not endorsed by Disney, Lucasfilm Limited, 20th Century Fox, or anybody who cares about the Star Wars franchise. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. The official Star Wars website can be found at www.starwars.com. All names and sounds of Star Wars are registered trademarks of Lucasfilm Limited and other associated copyright holders. All the original content of this podcast are the intellectual property rights of Star Wars Forum UK. If you enjoyed this podcast, then feel free to email swfukpodcast.com at gmail.com if you don't like this podcast tough are Star Wars products going to have the durability of say that old favourite the teddy bear teddy